With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's four past 11 here on SENZ. Mornings with Ian Smith. No Smithies. you got Ricardo Ball through till midday today. Will Smithy on World Cup duty. Why are we playing that song? Well, because Chris Mundell joins us, the head coach of New Zealand's AFL team, the New Zealand Falcons. Uh, Chris, good morning to you. Good morning, Ricardo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I, I couldn't help. That's the first time I've heard that song. And I, you know what? It just brought back memories of He's a Lumberjack and He's OK by Monty Python. So I, I just had kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, visions in my head of guys in very tight brown shorts with uh, suspenders, fishnets and high heels on. I don't know. It's, it's quite unhealthy. Well, that's an unhealthy thought process, mate. You should really get yourself looked at. You know? <laughs> mate, we got you on because uh, we had a conversation earlier in the week. And that AFL was kicking off, uh, and I kind of gave it the big, mm, not that bothered, because the the only opportunity I've, I've really uh, given it is when we had the games at the cake tin, and so I, I, I cleared my afternoon schedule and sat down with a, with a, with a beer or two uh, to watch, I think it was St Kilda Carlton, I think, uh, that first game, and... I just, I just didn't understand it. I actually found myself uh, falling asleep on the couch into the second quarter. Uh, we had a conversation about that. We got, we, we put it out there about what's he feeling about AFL. We had a mixed response. Some love it. Some uh, uh, were like me. But we thought we, we, it's, it's such a big sport just over the ditch that we should have a talk to somebody about it. Give us some, some basic in, insight and, and understanding on it, and maybe try and figure out how we can choose a team as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a hugely popular domestic sport in Australia. New Zealand are somewhat late to the party in terms of picking it up. As a born and big Kiwi who's played rugby my whole life, the transfer across to play AFL and, and then into coaching of AFL uh, was new, but the, the, the game is a beautiful game and it, and it actually allows so many more skills to be on display from a rugby playing point of view that, that anyone can have a go and anyone can really enjoy it. So how did you get into AFL? What was the introduction for you? And I guess what was your initial reaction when you first sort of started watching the game? Well, I mean, I, I picked up through some fat mates of mine who were, who were, were all rugby players. Um, AFL in New Zealand, especially in Auckland, was targeted as a, as a way to harness skills and enhance your skills outside of those main rugby seasons. So it was more of a summer sport for us. The flat went along. We enjoyed it. As a, dare I say, a forward for most of my rugby playing career, never allowed to touch the ball, kick it, or, or run with it too freely. Um, AFL offered all those options and really... You know, I always wished I was the first five, and this sport allowed me to be one. Yeah, which is fantastic. And you, how did you progress from that to being the coach of our national team? Oh, look, my professional career was a tennis coach at the time. Coaching's always been a passion of mine. I've been involved in coaching and coach education my whole career. So 
like with many club sports and community events, the uh, the one who has the least amount of experience usually gets his hands stuck up. So I was put in charge of our club side. From there, I you know my passion is coaching, so I took on the Auckland side, got involved as a player uh, with the national side, and then once I was retired, um, coaching was the next obvious path to keep involved. Uh, well, I've just had a text come through on our temper bed post text machine. How can you play AFL in New Zealand? Um, I'm not sure where this texter is from, but uh, can you give us uh, sort of some insight into the club structure and, and, and sort of what centres do have an AFL competition? Yeah, look, it's growing. I mean, the main three centres, Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch, all, all have a club league. Uh, six teams in Auckland, four, I believe, in Wellington and four down in Christchurch as well. So it's a growing sport. There's opportunities for everyone in all abilities. Uh, from expats to first-timers can play in that club league. Uh, AFL New Zealand are working really hard at creating a youth program that can go across the country. So for those who aren't quite old enough or um, big enough to play with the club guys, there's an opportunity there as well. So it is a growing sport. We've been playing AFL New Zealand for almost as long as the Aussies have in one form or another. Certainly not to the same level, obviously, yet, but there is opportunity there. It's usually run. I know the Auckland League is run outside of that rugby window, we try not to clash with those winter codes for that exact reason. So it's usually from sort of September through December. And then, as I said, AFL New Zealand have other programs for national representation on top of that. In terms of uh, positionally, I mean, that was one of the things I think I probably struggled with most when I was watching this. I was, you know, for a start, it's not played on a rectangle. It's played in a big circle. Um, so positionally, how many players per team and, and what are the positions and what are the jobs of those, of, of those guys? Oh, look, so on the field, there's 18 per side. So it is a, it's a large sport. As you said, the field is not a rectangle. We usually use in New Zealand cricket grounds. Uh, the MCG is 150 by about 120. So it's quite a large ground um, with 18 people on each side. You need that space. The positions are split into sort of three areas. There's the six forwards, six in the midfield, and then six backs. The forwards and the backs somewhat take care of themselves. The backs are there to stop the forwards scoring goals. The Fords are the glory boys who are there to try and kick goals and look good. And the midfielders are the ones who do all the hard work in the running and give us the ball. So we hear, you know, when I listen to, uh, say, Fox Sports News or whatever uh, on TV, I, I hear the term Ruckman a lot. Is, uh, where, whereabouts, uh, where, does the, where does the Ruckman play and what's his gig? So the Ruckman's usually one of your taller players. He sort of sets off, if you relate it back to basketball, that centre tip-off. That's effectively the Ruckman's job. The game starts, and after each goal, the game restarts with effectively a tip-off. They call it a bounce, where two big Ruckmen jump up and try and tap the ball to their teammates in the middle. So he's a, he's a big lumbering bloke usually, um, highly athletic, gets around the ground, but is there for that above-head contest. And is he strictly a midfielder, or can your Ruckman come from anywhere on the field for tip-off? That can come from anywhere on the field. So there's, there's a Ruckman nominated at the start, but then when there are ball-ups and others starting um, around the ground, they can come from anywhere. So um, anyone can be the Ruckman, but there is usually a nominated Ruckman to start each each game off. Yeah, well, I mean, the 18 aside, I, I can see why maybe we've got six clubs, four clubs, four clubs in those main centres because you need a lot of bodies, don't you? Do, do you always play 18 aside? Is there a cut-down version of the game? Yeah, look, the game is, a, you know, you can play... 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, whatever you've got. So obviously we try as a club league to, to keep it at 18s, but we are under, aware that injuries, age and time pressures mean that not always full squads are available. So the beauty of the game is you can drop to 16s if required and you can, you can kind of make it work with whatever numbers you've got. Obviously the less numbers you have, you might want to change the field size because otherwise you'd be doing a hell of a lot of running. 
I've played uh, I played one season of Gaelic football, uh, which kind of made more sense to me because it was quite, probably closer to football. But I mean, how interchangeable are the skills between Gaelic and AFL? Yeah, very similar. Very similar. The Irish. Um, have a natural penchant for AFL because of that transferability. It's very much the same run, catch, kick, pass. Is a, a very similar in both. Yeah, OK. All right, mate. Well, hey, listen, uh, how how competitive is the New Zealand Falcons team? And I guess with Australia being the best in the world, uh, I'm assuming, being the biggest in the world, who do we play against? Because we can't just get flogged by them every time we play, right? <laughs> no, that wouldn't be much fun. Uh, we do put ourselves up to the New Zealand team have an annual fixture against uh, an Australian side. Usually, historically, it's been the Australian AIS Academy, so not necessarily the AFL professional players, but some of the younger guys on their way through. Um, that is a tough challenge for us. They are coming from a, a lot through the back in terms of their understanding and skills in the game. That's always a real tough um, game. And then every three years, the AFL put on what they call the International Cup, which is a World Cup um, minus Australia. So that's uh, where we really try and press ourselves. We've been we lost the final to Papua New Guinea by a point. Um, we have won it once before. Ireland, ourselves, Papua New Guinea, uh, the UK, USA, they're all sort of burgeoning um, AFL nations who are on their way up. So it is a highly competitive space. Obviously, that female space with the AFLW's got a huge amount of potential for players on this side of the ditch to make their, make their way, but um, it's all a growing space. Yeah, okay. I mean, in terms of transferable skills, I would imagine that basketball players particularly would be, uh, would be, you know, in terms of you talking ruckman and, and, and things, and maybe in the defence would be uh, guys who could transfer reasonably easily, or, or maybe, uh, like yourself, were you a, what, a lock? Yeah, yeah, lock, flanker, can be at uh, fullback, is all my intention. <laughs> but, um, yes, I agree. Basketball is certainly with that understanding of zone defence and space and being able to move left and right, um, have a really strong skill set that can be transferred across. Who are some of the um, Kiwis that have transferred uh, over to, to play AFL? Have we had many? Uh, we have had a couple. We've got a number of guys in the AFL who have New Zealand heritage who may not necessarily come from our, our breeding ground, but we have had guys make it from this side of the ditch. Uh, Kurt Heatherly was one of the first who was a basketballer, identified while he was 16 here in New Zealand, taken over to Melbourne. He was part of the Hawthorne setup for a number of years and then came back and actually played a bit of um, rugby for Auckland. So those skills are certainly transferable. We've got pathways open and, and access into Australia from the side of the ditch. So for those who are interested in that could be an option for them, it is certainly viable. Not easy, by no means stretch, but it is viable. Now, you, we played, of course, the Hawthorne song at the top, uh, you know, the team that looked like they are running around in crunchy wrappers, um, for, for, for for was, was my take on those guys. Um, why do you support the Hawthorne Hawks? I mean, they were big in the 90s, I suppose. Was that when you were growing up? And what, what you saw was used to be pretty much them and Carlton, didn't it, for a long time? Yeah, look, Hawthorne's one of the largest clubs in the competition. They've got a really um, proud and storied history. They've been hugely successful over the generations. When I came into the game in the sort of early thousands, they weren't that great. They weren't cash. The guys I was, um, the expats I was running around with were big Hawks fans. And I timed my entry into the sport really well with Hawthorne from about 2008 onwards, becoming a real powerhouse in the, in the competition. And um, the mid thousands won three in a row. So they're not having a great run at the moment. They're sort of on a bit of a rebuild. But once you pick a team at the start, you sort of have to back them through a second turn. No, it's the whole whole thing about being a fan, right? 
Exactly, mate. Exactly. I mean, there are clubs in the AFL who haven't won premierships for 50, 60 years, which certainly makes, you know, as a Blues fan... Put him a bit of context and wait a bit longer to wait. <laughs> well, you know, as, uh, as as somebody who uh, talking in our role as an Eels fan, we haven't won the uh, premiership since '86, so I, I kind of feel that. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we were, if, if you're a New Zealander who's going to pick up the sport and, and start watching it, how do you suggest we go about choosing a team to, to follow? Oh, look, I think if you've got any kind of connection to Australia, that's a good starting point. Where were you? Where are your roots from over there? Where do you have any family connections? Is a really strong standpoint. But then from there on, it can be as superficial as the colour of the jersey. It can be, you know, the sound of the song, where they play out of anything, really. I think the key thing is that once you invest in a team, you become hugely loyal to that side. So I'd recommend having a look around, have a look at teams, pick one you like, and then just jump all in and really back into the help. Good stuff, Chris. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on and giving us some insight, uh, educating us a little bit. This has sort of been AFL for dummies, effectively, uh, for the last 15 minutes. Uh, uh, so really appreciate it. If people want to find out more, uh, where can they go? I would recommend going to aflnewzealand.co.nz. Uh, all the information about club leagues, pathways, promotions are all on there. Beautiful. Thanks very much, Chris. Go well, mate. Enjoy your weekend, eh? When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.